Welcome back to It's Me, Frankie B. Currently sitting here with the doggos as always. And the main man, Kobe, is back in studio. The triumphant return of the prodigal son. Yep, exactly. What a do, baby boo. How was your trip? Uh, Awesome. Yeah? I'm pissed that I'm back in fucking cold, gray Indiana. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, How much did you spend on golf? (laughs) A lot. About $550. Yeah, I'm sure. In two rounds. Good lord. <laughs> it it was it was worth it though, man. True North, it was four hundred dollars. That was after the twenty percent discount because the wedding was at the course. Oh yeah. Okay. And it's peak season too. Yeah. So um Yeah, because it's not too hot there. It's like yeah, seventy degrees. Yeah, yeah. So we uh we roll up, right? And uh I'm like mildly hungover. Right, because we, right. we so we played golf the day before at a Silverado Golf Club, uh, me and and Robin and Colin, and uh, Colin and I were like, well, let's just see if we can't sneak our own beers onto the course. Yeah, so we packed uh, like ten bush lights, which isn't crazy. Well, maybe not. No, yeah. I'm sorry, I had nine in my cooler. Mm. He had six in his, so okay. fifteen bush lights. Um. We get there kind of early because we're like, all right, let's hit the range. Like, you know, it's been a minute since we've played played golf. Let's hit the range. We show up. It's a nice course. Like, it, it's it's very nice. Um, but they don't have a driving range. Yeah. So we're like, ah, all right. Well, kind of shocked by that if it's a really nice course, too. Well, it's kind of um, in, like, downtown, like, Old Town Scottsdale. And so I think they're hurting for, for space a little bit. Um, but they had, uh, like a chipping green, two putting greens. And then when you pulled up to the first tee box, they had like a big, like net you could hit balls into. Oh, okay. So we were able to get like a few, you know, shots off. I no, you couldn't tell if they went straight or not. Cause the nets, you know, yeah. 10 feet in front yeah. of your face. Um, but you could at least kind of get loose. But anyway, so we're sit we're like. Got there early. We're like sitting around. I'm like, all right, well, let's just go up to the bar, have a beer. Mm-hmm. Had a beer up there. Um, long story short, the 15 bush lights were gone at the end of the round. Um, and oh, I thought you were about to say like when you like <laughs> were they like disappeared from your bag or your oh cooler. no, like, we, yeah. so there was a fleeting thought of like oh shit because I had like one of those like soft side coolers. It's probably about perfect for. You know, six beers and kind of a lot of ice. Um, but it doesn't fit in, like, my golf bag. Yeah. Like, it does when it's flat, obviously. But uh, I had a no-shit moment because there was a bag drop. And, like, all mm. these, like, cart guys would load your bags onto the carts. I'm like, fuck. I can't have this cooler sticking out of my bag. And Colin's got one of those... Uh, have you seen those ads on... Uh, They're like the sleeves for the beers? The, the, it's like pins and aces. Yeah. And he does it. He has one of those, but it's like an off-brand, uh-huh. which is fine. It still does the job, but he just shoved it down like by his driver, so you couldn't see it. Yeah. So anyways, we uh, we <clears throat> drank all those beers. We did shooters of uh, Jack Daniels at the turn, and then the cart girl came around. I'm like, all right, yeah, more, more shots. Uh, we get back to the Airbnb... And uh, was that close to the Airbnb? Yeah, yeah, okay, we were like cool. ten minutes away, because um, we were just south of Old Town, 
Scottsdale, which is pretty sweet. Um, I feel like, I, looking back at it, I feel like um, for Cody's bachelor party, we missed out on a lot of fun shit in Scottsdale. Oh, I'm sure. Which yeah. is what it is. I mean, it's also expensive shit. Yeah. So. Um, well, I feel like we we had a good time hanging out at the Airbnb yeah. and just doing stupid shit. Yeah. Um, but a lot of those days, like, we went to the golf course and got hammered. Yeah. That was one oh, day. Oh, yeah. Because we were there, what, three days? So, I think, dude, I think we were only there two full days. I was trying to think about that. I think you're that. right. So, we flew in for like an early, like morning-ish for like an afternoon. Yeah, we flew in like, we flew in like midday, I want to say midday Friday. We did our shit. We went to dinner. I think. Yeah, I think we. And then we did golf Saturday, came home, worked shit face. I was shit faced. Yeah. And then Sunday we hung out at the Airbnb. I think we left Monday morning. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so we meet. We met up with the girls for dinner at like this pub grub bar place. And Laura looks at me. and She goes, "We're going clubbing." I'm like, "All right, bet. Like, let's hit some bars, clubbing." clubbing oh yeah, clubbing. yeah, 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 yeah. You and said clubbing, and clubbing. that kind of threw me off. I was clubbing. like, uh, "Okay." And she's like, "I want to go to a club." I'm like, "All right, cool." Like. So she had like a list of bars that uh, her cousin recommended, who's lived there and was the one getting married. I'm like, all right, bet. I mean, I'm still, I'm, I'm kind of sneaky drunk because we also hit the pool right after. Golf. Oh yeah, had a few, uh, a few pool Which beers. Which is always clutch. Well, the funny thing about the pool was, um, I guess it's common in Scottsdale, they won't turn the heater on. Yeah. Unless you pay the fifty dollar per day fee. Ah, uh, yeah. And so we were like, fuck that. We're not paying $50 for them to heat the fucking pool. Like, whatever. It also wasn't, like, blazing hot out. So you didn't really need a pool. But uh, the first day, the heater was on. Mm, Okay. You're smiling like you got something to say. No, just I remember we were jumping in that pool in Arizona. It was freezing cold, wasn't it? Freezing cold, yeah. It was a lot warmer this year. That's true. I I mean, it was, like, two weeks later, but, I mean, it was, like, 80 degrees out there. Yeah. And when we were there, it was not. I don't think it it hit 80. No, it was anywhere from 50 to, like, 70. Yeah. 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 So, anyways, uh, so I'm sitting at dinner. I'm like, hmm, all right. I'm getting a little getting a little toasty here. Getting a little lit. Mm-hmm. All right. Fine. Uh, Frankie, we were unaware that Old Town Scottsdale, the club scene, is like a mini Vegas. Oh, shit. Bro, these clubs were true clubs. Bottle service. Bottle service girls walking around in thongs and bras. Um, I mean, every, the, the music was like cl- true club music. So this was a Thursday night. It was packed. That's awesome. And we went to six different clubs and they were all wall to wall packed. That's awesome. We went to the Dirks Bentley bar. They have a bar out there. Yep. Packed. Heard it's great. It's yeah. a fun time. Every single bar was fun. Um, I think I was overserved. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah. So apparently, and apparently I was talking to the Uber driver on the way home, as one does. Um, and I I asked her, I'm like, hey, so like, is it always this crazy? Like not knowing, because I didn't fucking know. We didn't find out to the day, yeah. the day after that, like that's like the scene. She goes, yeah, it's like this every single night. Oh. Every single night, Sunday through Saturday. <coughs> is it a like, is it a lot of uh 
a lot of like college kids. So that's what I asked her. Um, and she said, yes. I mean, there is like a college scene. Cause there's, there, I think there's quite a few different universities. Like yeah. pretty, pretty in that area. Yeah. Phoenix, Scottsdale. Um, but I, but sh- I also like, there weren't an overwhelming amount of younger kids. You know what I mean? Right. So it was, I think it's like, I, I think it is mostly college kids, but I also think it's like young adults who just go out and party. I yeah. don't know. And also like Scottsdale's a pretty touristy place. So I guess if like you're there on a bachelor party or bachelorette party, like you would go out on a Monday night. Yeah. But anyways, that was cool. So true North, uh, long story. Uh, that's where I was getting to here. Um, true North, a little hungover in the morning. Um, sure. But we, we, so there's 18 guys who went out that were all kind of part of this wedding group. Yeah. And, uh, eat, we had two five, some two five, some two, two foursomes and each group had its own caddy, mm, which okay. was, I believe, I think the first time I ever played with a caddy. Yeah. Which was really interesting. Um, he, he humbled me a little bit because, uh, we were talking, he's a realtor, his full-time jobs, uh, he's a realtor. Yeah. And, uh, we were talking about some of the homes out there on the course, right? And he's like, yeah, that one goes for like two million. That one goes for like, you know, three and a half, blah, blah, blah. Cause he's like, I, I know this because this is that what is what I do. Yeah. And, uh, so we got to talking and he's like, yeah, dude, you can't really find anything out here for you know, under $750,000 yeah. like in Scottsdale. Yeah. And I'm sitting here like, hmm, here I am bitching about a $350,000 house in bumfuck Indiana. Right. Cool. Well, I guess I'll shut the fuck up now. I mean, yeah, but also like there's a pay jump out there for that. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it's like, uh, I mean, that's where I build for the most part. Yeah. Like that's where a lot of our commercial construction is, is, Mesa, Maricopa, Phoenix, yeah. and uh, Scottsdale, wherever, Surprise, all those kind of places. Yep. And, uh, yeah, the construction cost out there and the competitiveness is oh absolutely bonkers. God, it's crazy. Like, Maricopa, if you zoom in on Maricopa on Google Earth, you look in the center of Maricopa. When Google Earth goes to it, there is, like, a patch of, like, two rectangles or ob- or uh, oblong rectangles. Uh, sure. And, uh, like, that's basically still undeveloped dirt yeah, yeah. and that's ours we yeah. already own it yeah. and it's just like it's insane how much we i'm surely paid for that yeah and then what we're trying to go through with like developing it now yeah um and then i was actually zooming in because a guy was i was talking through with one of our gcs today and then i noticed maricopa has two ginormous racetracks oval mm. racetracks that then have like multiple drag strips um like different types mm-hmm. of like tracks inside the big ass oval track. Interesting. And then they have two other like outside tracks around it. And like when you zoom in, it normally tells you like what they are. Yeah. And it doesn't say. And I was like, what the fuck is this? So I finally did some research. One of them's Volkswagens, one of their headquarters and testing areas. Yeah. Other one is Nissan's. Yeah. And like technically Nissan's one isn't in Maricopa, but it's like a 15 minute drive from sure. Maricopa. Sure. But I was just like, that's fucking wild that both of them are there, but like if you think about it, it's just a bunch of desert, so like, yeah. they could just go out there and there you don't have asphalt issues of like having to repave it from freezing Snow. and thawing. Yep. So I'm like, it makes sense, but like massive. Yeah. I'm like, man, how cool would that be to be like 
hey, we're bringing in this Benz for Volkswagen, <laughs> yeah. and we're going to like drive that fucker around the track, see how fast it goes. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah. that'd be kind of cool. That'd be sick. Yeah. But yeah, no, dude, it was it was phenomenal. Um, the wedding was great. Um, it was, you know, beautiful. The sunsets, you know, off, off the back of the golf course, pretty sick. The uh, shout out to uh, to Caroline and Zach, man. Their ceremony, ten minutes. No shit. I almost died. I love. That's awesome. It. They they did so like they did like a reading at the beginning, like real short and sweet. They did. They they exchanged their own vows. Or they wrote their own vows. Write them off paper, and then they did like a ring exchange. Um, and it was not a repeat after me. It was like a a, a question. It was like you know, do you promise? Blah 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 blah. Yeah. blah. And then they're like, I do. And they put the rings on, and we were done. That's awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. It was it was perfect. Um, yeah. No, it was it was good. So, and we did some hiking. Uh, we hiked. We actually hiked before the wedding. Yeah. Which. In my mind, I was like, what the fuck? We're going to hike before a wedding? Like, we we get lost, and then we're going to be fucking out here? Well, I was like, we don't have time to do that. And then, I'm, and then they're like, well, the wedding doesn't start until 5 o'clock. And I'm like, oh, well, fair yeah. enough. And it's like, I'm used to like kind of either like traveling to the wedding the yeah. day of or um, being in the wedding, so you have to take pictures and all yeah. that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. we got plenty of time. Right. What, what are we doing here? Yeah, so, that's fair. Yeah, it was good, man. It was good. But... uh that's yeah, good. It's kind of that in a nutshell. Yeah. Well, I uh, I was single dadding it last week again, um, so I'm I'm officially not having to do that anymore for a while because <laughs> she doesn't have to travel for work or anything. Um, but it was weird because so Saturday she was flying in, and I wanted to go to the girls' state championships to with my parents and sister, um, because she lost in semi state to this right. team. We just wanted to see if they're going to hold their own against. Norwell, who was, I think, the number one or number two team in the country, or state, not Damn. the country. And, uh, well, Norwell won their semi-state game by 40 points. Damn. So we were like, oh, like, and Kaylee, my sister, she was like, well, he's a tactician. So, like, he's very, very good. Yeah. And so, uh, because she said they basically pay, play all the 4A teams up in, up north, and so, like, they just are seasoned, ready for the tournament. Sure. Um. But they did not look good. Like the other, the team that beat Kaylee, like basically, I think hit him in the mouth early and then mm. just controlled the tempo. So in the third quarter, they were up 19 points um, with three to go in the third. With four minutes left in the game, they were down one. Like the other team just kind of inched back and then all of a sudden kind of took it, and you could see the frazzleness finally start to show a little bit. Damn. And then the girls. The that the seniors on those teams or at least the veterans kind of stepped up and and handled it, but with like <laughs> with ten seconds left. So the this girl is a senior. Um, she in the first semi state game she rolled her ankle. I think they gave her a shot or something, taped her up. <laughs> she gets back in the game against my sister. It looks like she snaps her thumb. They they take her out. She they tape her up. Yeah, and then uh, they bring her back in and she's in the state game. Plays okay. Ten seconds to go. The best player on Norwell has the ball. Basically, maintain it. Yeah. Um, but then he he went up the sides and all the way around up the sides, and then went across the bottom. Oh no! And then 
dusted me off like he was done. <laughs> <laughs> and I luckily I went towards the end of the day for work, and so like I just looked at my beard. I didn't even want to argue with him about it. <laughs> no. And I just was like, "All right, thank All right, you. How cool. much was that?" And he's like, uh, fifteen bucks." I was like, "Oh, I got a ten. I didn't know it was gonna be 15. And He's like. Yeah, I'll take a ten, and then I ended up having like only a twenty. I thought I had a ten. I was fuck. like, "Fuck it." It's like here, never mind. I thought I only had a ten. Here's a twenty. Keep it, <laughs> and uh, just went up, grabbed my shit, and left for the yeah. day, and, uh, <laughs> and just went home and cleaned it up myself. But I was just like, "I'll never again go there." And funny thing is, go to Reds later on. Yeah. Uh, once it grew back out, and I was like, "Hey, need you to fix me up." Last guy fucked my shit up, <laughs> and I started telling him like where I went. And he goes. Oh, the guy that has like the Paul Feinbaum like haircut in there, and he's like, yeah, and he goes, yeah, he came over here to try out, and uh, we we let him do like two cuts, and basically like immediately stopped him in the second cut, and was like, hey, like it's not gonna work out, and <laughs> the guy like was understanding, he goes mostly co- only color women's hair over there anyway, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, there's a big. There's a big jump there. Yeah. Respect to anyone that runs a salon or is in a salon because there's a shit ton of stuff you guys do. Yeah. But like, if you, like, I would, any man, actually any person, if you, they want something done on their hair, their style or anything, they would much rather you be honest, be like, that is not my specialty than to do it and then just be fucking awful. Fuck your shit up, fam. So (laughs) it was pretty bad. But um, going from there. Let's get into it. Yeah, yeah, Kobe's catch-all. How we doing? I, it, so it's a quick one, but I thought it was fascinating. So there has been never, ever in the history of mankind been a recorded um, instance of somebody who was born blind developing schizophrenia. Interesting. <laughs> and But on the flip side of that, people who go blind like later in life or in yeah. their life are at a higher risk for schizophrenia. Because they can randomly hear sounds and stuff that, like, throw them off? And then they, like, hallucinate that they're... I mean, schizophrenia is, like, a chemical imbalance in your brain. Well, sure, but I'm saying, like, that that's what I'm saying, is, like, now that they have to, like, depend on their hearing, because they're blind, they're hearing shit that's then causing their brain to overthink stuff? Maybe, I don't don't think it's that simple, but... Yeah, it may not be that simple, no. Isn't that interesting? That's very interesting. Blind, basically blind people can't get schizophrenia. That's wild. And it's, it's the, it's, I was reading up on it, it's like the only absolute in medicine. Like, really? Maybe not the only, but one of the very, very few absolutes. Like, there's always, like, little exceptions to things, like, little, uh, you know, one-off cases, this is not. That's wild. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, the more you know. The more you know. Well, going from there, um, this is the Conspiracy Theory Podcast. Um, and this one is going to be over Jimmy Hoffa. So, do you know much about Jimmy Hoffa? Um, only that he was a gangster in Chicago, right? Uh, Michigan, Detroit, okay. Chicago, Mid- yeah. Midwest. You okay. could really just say Midwest. Midwest, yeah. But mostly Detroit. Mob, you, it was a mob, mob, mob guy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know where he was born? Gary, Indiana. Brazil, Indiana. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Not do you know, I, I just saw this random stat the other day that says nothing to do with it. Brazil is the third dumbest city in Indiana. Fun fact. New Mexico is the dumbest state in the United States. Really? Saw that today. That's wild. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. No? That doesn't shock me, though. No. no. I mean, it, 
There's not, I don't know. There's there not, not much, much in New York Brazil. City. Yeah. Uh, uh. Oh, I'm saying New Mexico. You're saying Brazil. Uh, either one. Either one, I either guess. One. Yeah, there's not much. Um, cook meth. Basically. But, yeah, so he was born in Brazil, Indiana. Um, basically, where he kind of got to start, he was a union activist and right. was... He was a Teamsters guy. Yeah, yeah, Teamsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So IBT, which if anyone doesn't know, is basically like the Truckers of America in a way, um, union. And Teamsters at one point had like 90% of the truck drivers, or I guess you could say transportation in general in, in the U.S. Mm. under, you know, IBT. Contract, yeah. Yeah, under yep. contract. So in 1952, um, he was the national vice president for IBT. And then 19, from 1957 to 1971 he was the general president and they think around that time is when he became involved with the mob and so um once he got involved with the mob there was some organized crime that he was getting involved with getting connected to absolutely and then uh he was convicted oh wait yeah and then he was uh he was convicted of jury tampering, attempted bribery, conspiracy, <laughs> and mail and wire fraud in 1964. Hell yeah. Um, in two separate trials, technically, by the way. I think one was for eight years and the other one was for five. Damn. So he was imprisoned from 1967 to 19, uh, well, 1971, we'll say. Come. 1970. Um, and then in 1971, mid-1971 is when he resigned. So, he actually... He um, was the president of that while he was in jail? Yeah, so he was <laughs> so in, he was in prison in 1967 since the 13 years, and in 1971, he resigned. No shit. So, yeah, for four years while he was he in was there. running shit yeah. from fucking jail. Yeah. Hell yeah. And then... Uh, really girl boss him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just... Which I'm, I'm like, that's pretty gangster that he was in there, which means he oh, probably yeah. had good protection inside. <laughs> yeah. Um... But then well, he's in the I fucking think, mob. Yeah, I think I was reading. Oh yeah, here it is. U.S. President Richard Nixon uh, basically helped get him out. Like I think pardoned him because of some connections with the mob. Oh yeah. Um, like knew Nixon, yeah. and he was released later that year. So in 1971, even though he resigned, he was still released in, um, and basically was barred from all union activities though until 1980 was the rule that was given out. Okay. It was like, Hey, okay. you can go free. You just, you're going to be barred from doing union activities because what a lot of people don't know is the IBT's, um, funds, their pension yep. was being used all the time by all these different mobsters to fund a lot of crazy shit. Do you oh, know the yeah. main city that they helped fund city? Yeah. Like the construction and creation. Um, Indianapolis. Vegas. Oh, that makes way more yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like most of Vegas's original funding came from their pension. Yeah. But the good thing about it was, you know, mobsters take care of each other if you know, if you stay within the in the realms of yeah. you know what they want. Yeah. So like the pension would donate millions to them and then get back more millions because yeah. of good returns. And then, you know, pension gets bigger. We got what we want, you got what you want. Everyone's Gucci, Everyone's you know, Gucci. so going from there, this is where the conspiracy kind of starts because right. Hoffa was at this point still within the mob, um, but was starting to kind of be against them now because now that he's not president, 
they don't have as much to do with him. He he's doesn't have getting, as much power. He's not getting the kickbacks that he wanted. Exactly. That he was used to. Exactly. I get that. So let me switch my pages now because switch your pages. Had a below. had multiple multiple pages switch going your here. Pages. So he was supposed to meet um, in 1975. Um, two guys that were te- technically the head mob bosses at the time. Okay. Um, one was in Detroit. And then one was like a mob boss out of New Jersey. There's a lot of Anthony's, by the way, that I'm learning. Tony's. Yeah, a lot of Tony's. Tony, small Tony. Tony. So these two were Tony Jack and Tony Pro. Okay. So Tony Jack was Tony or Anthony Gia Cologne. And then the other one was Anthony Provenzano. So Tony Pro. So Tony Pro was from New Jersey. Tony, I am Tony Pro. Tony Jack was from uh, Detroit. (laughs) Um, I'm walking here. He was meeting with them, and I think he was trying to uh, basically try to get back in, see what he can do to like kind of get his name right. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, so he was going to go meet them. Let me switch to my other. I had like six pages pulled up. God damn. I'm walking here. Yeah. It's Tony Pro. I'm walking here. <laughs> <laughs> so on July 30th, 1975, Hoffa was set to meet them at the uh, the Red Fox. It was the Maccus Red Fox restaurant in Bloomfield Township. Okay. Um, he left his home about 1 p.m., went there, met with a friend first, then went there around 2 p.m., and then uh, basically sat around for about 15, 20 minutes, called his wife, said he's been stood up, the guys weren't showing up. And uh, and basically was left. So the last time he was seen was in the parking lot of the Red Foxes waiting there. Um, the weird thing is, is his car was he he drove himself there. Right. So like, why was he just hanging out in the parking lot? And then there's a lot of claims that people saw three men pull up, Hoffa get in the car, and then leave with them. Mm. And they say they Hoffa's not a stupid guy. Yeah. He's not going to just randomly get in a car with people if he doesn't know them. So yeah. there had to be someone in the car that he knew yeah. for them for him to trust them and and go, That's you know. Inside job. Exactly. And so basically, you know, after he went missing, 2 weeks later they found his car still sitting where it was. Obviously pull it, try to find anything that they can on it. Yep. Um and basically go from there. Uh he was 62 years old at the time by the way. Okay. I don't know if okay. uh you need to know that, but you can. Um, and that's where kind of everything went gone. He's never been seen again. Mm-hmm. Ever, this is where every little thing has come out about, like, conspiracy theories oh, yeah. on where he is, what could be, who could be the actual uh, killers, who put the hit out on Hell him, yeah. all that shit. So Probably Nixon. Who fucking knows, man? Like, you, fuck, I can't believe yeah. I pardoned this guy. So... Here are the theories of disappearances, and there's a lot of them, yes. so bear with me. Okay. We'll just walk through them all. Ready, set, go. Florida Swamp. Yeah. <clears throat> That's so, a good way to get rid of a body. Yeah. So a lot of these are going to go from the conspiracy of he was killed, and then the conspiracy is where was his body because we've never found his body. So good, they that's, said that's a sign of a good hit man. Exactly. And plus, I mean, the mafia and the mob, mafia and mob are the same thing pretty much, mm. right? Mm. We'll just say mob. Okay. We'll say mob. So the mob just they know what the fuck to do. Like they're they're they've done a lot of hits. They know what to do. Yeah. Which is also funny because 
Um, is it Lake Mead that the Hoover Dam is part of? Sure. Whatever it is, the Sounds lake. Good to me. Yeah, the lake that's over the Hoover Dam, um, out in near Vegas, was during the drought getting so low that they were finding barrels mm-hmm. at the bottom of the lake. Mm-hmm. Um, they were now, you know, shown that they never mm-hmm. thought they would see, yep. and there's human remains in them. Swimming with the fishes. Yeah, exactly. Concrete so, shoes, baby. So the Florida Swamp Theory was Hoffa was killed on the orders alleged by a New Jersey mob figure, Tony Pro, and his body was ground up into little pieces, shipped to the Florida, and then thrown into the swamp. Fuck. And, you know, it's gone forever. there. So this was by Charles Allen, who was said to have made this claim. And uh, he served prison time with Hoffa, participated in many federal witness protection programs, and then uh, basically the outcome is FBI never found enough evidence to follow through this claim. Um, oh, also, Tony Pro. Yeah. My boy Tony Pro is walking there. Exactly. So the two Tonys that he was supposed to meet with, first one was in Detroit saying that he was uh, with some other friends at the time, had an alibi that was kind of like, oh, I swear I was never there. Yeah. And both of them swear that there was never supposed to be a meetup. So, like, they were like, oh, uh-huh. never was. But they had evidence that, like, the meetup was scheduled. Yeah. And, um, but both of them claimed there wasn't. And his alibi was he was with his wife. He was with his kids. He would never sure, do anything. Sure. And then Tony Pro was the New Jersey guy. Yeah. And he was in New Jersey at the time all this happened, playing cards at a union bar. Mm-hmm. Um, all day. Sure he was. And both claims seem almost too good to be true. Like, they were too exact to be like, mm-hmm. they want to make sure. Something that, fishy yeah. going on. Exactly. So, I don't know if you want to believe them, you can or not. Um, so, going from there, probably the, one of the more famous ones that I've known about is Giant Stadium. So, Hoffa was buried under Section 107 of Giant Stadium yeah. in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Yep. So, this was by Donald Tony the Greek Francos. In 1989, Playboy magazine interview is when he said that. Um, the FBI never really looked into this, never really took it seriously. Suckers. And then in 2010, that giant stadium was destroyed. Yep. FBI didn't even go out there to look. Fucking rookies. So, who knows? He could have, and, yeah. you know. We'll never know now. Exactly. Exactly. So, the next one is the Great Lakes. Okay. So, makes sense. He was near Detroit, yeah, near close. Michigan. Yep. Um, Hoffa was abducted by either federal marshals or federal agents. Ooh. Yeah, because he thinks that he had some inside shit with Nixon and everything else. Uh-huh. Driven to a nearby airport and dropped out of a plane, possibly into the Great Lakes that surround Michigan. So, they just think they, like, you Damn. know, put some weights on them, tied them up, and dropped them. Damn. Um, this was a former Hoffa aide and strong arm. Joseph Franco, in 1987, book called Hoffa's Man. Oh, yeah. Um, that was his claim. And other than Franco's word, there's not been any. There's never been anything to support this claim. But if there's ever going to be something that's going to be covered up, the yeah. government would be pretty good at it. Yeah, yeah. You know, birds aren't real. They card that up for how yeah, long? Yeah, exactly. Anyway, it's been forever. A little callback. Very good callback. So this theory, the next one, is the Irishman plot. Did you ever watch the movie? Uh, I didn't, um, mostly because I saw that it was like four and a half fucking hours long. Right. And I can't, I uh, no, 
No, I did not. I don't blame you. I watched it twice. Um, never all in one sitting. I'm also not a huge like mob mafia TV show movie guy. I gotcha. Yeah. I don't know. I never yeah. have been. Maybe I should be. No, I mean, I think you'd enjoy them if you got it'll, into it'll them. It'll make me want to go yeah. do organized crime, and that's yeah. probably a problem. Probably. I'm not, yeah. I don't think I'm good enough criminal to get no, away with it. Probably not. Yep. Bummer. So this theory is that Frank Sheeran, um, who the whole movie is about, he was known as the Irishman, okay. who was a hitman. Um, he uh, he was killed by, here. Frank Sheeran killed Jimmy Hoffa in a Detroit house. Um, the key parts of this narrative are based on the 2019 movie, The Irishman. Um, and basically the outcome was Bloomfield Township police ripped up floorboards at the house in 2004. Um, did everything they could to the house, never found any blood or anything in the house. But the house that he named off was very specific and it was owned by another mobster that people knew Hoffa went to multiple times oh. and that they think other killings happened in that house. So this kind of goes back to the theory of Hoffa knew this guy. Sure. More than likely paid this, the Irishman Sheeran to do hits for him in the past. So if there's ever a time for Hoffa to get in a car with someone, it's to get in the car with Sheeran who he knows and trusts. Sure. And just to say, Hey, hop in the car. We're going to this house. You know, yeah. whoever's house it was. Yeah. It makes sense. That one kind of adds up. So. Yeah. The math is mathing there. Right. But as I said, they couldn't find any blood in there and kind of move forward from there. Okay. New Jersey junkyard. Okay. Another situation. So Richard, the Iceman, Kuklinski, Kuklinski? The Iceman. Yeah. We'll just say the Iceman. <laughs> Killed Hoffa in Michigan. Drove the body to New Jersey junkyard. Sealed it in a 50 gallon drum and set it on fire um he was he later dug up the body put it in the trunk of a car sold the car as scrap metal and so what people think this one i've actually heard too uh recently there was a, a guy that talked about this where i didn't hear the part where he they said they put him in a drum i heard they killed him put him in the trunk took him to a junkyard Smashed and then Basically, yeah, with how hot those things get to smash up those cars, huh. that it just, you know, incinerates him inside, huh. smashed up, throw him in the junkyard, he's gone forever. Gone forever. Yep. Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez. But he gone. Once again, uh, the FBI actually got warrants to look through the oh, dump. Oh, so they actually did something. They got off the off their ass yeah. and wow. And but never found anything. Nothing came to fruition from it. Bummer. So the next one. Um, Bay County Swimming Pool. Oh. So, Hoffa was killed and his body was buried beneath the swimming pool in Bay County's Hampton Township. Okay. Um, this was Richard C. Powell who used to be, who used to live on the property and was serving life in prison without the possibility of parole for a 1982 homicide in Saginaw County. Um, police actually went there with a backhoe to demolish the pool, dig underneath it in 2003, and no trace of Hoffa was found. Um, but at one point, uh, police brought Powell to the scene, handcuffed and shackled. And uh, and then Bay County Prosecutor Joseph Sheeran told the Bay City Michigan Times that Powell 
didn't have any connection to Hoffa at all, and that the convict just wanted a few minutes of fame. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. So this one has had, I mean, it's dead in tracks to where the FBI didn't even look into any of the claims for this, but it's still on this list. Yeah. Renaissance Center. Um, Hoffa's killer is buried in beneath the 73-story Renaissance Center in downtown downtown Detroit. This was um, Marvin Elkind. Elkind? Sure. A self-described chauffeur and goon for the mob bosses. Um, In 2011 book, The Weasel, A Double Life in the Mob, this building is home to the General Motors headquarters, stands in the claim, has never been taken seriously. Mm. Oakland Township Bar, or Barn, sorry, Barn. Um, Hoffa was buried in a makeshift grave beneath a concrete slab on the barn in Oakland Township, about 25 miles north of Detroit. Reputed Mafia Captain Tony Zerilli, in the online Hoffa Found uh, article, Zerilli was in prison for organized crime at the time when Hoffa disappeared, but he claimed he was informed about Hoffa's whereabouts after his release. A barn's kind of boring. It is, and if that was actually the case, I'd be pissed off. Yeah. The FBI and police actually in 2013 spent two days digging that site uh, because that barn was no longer there. Found nothing at all. It's like Jimmy Hoffa's like greatest revenge stories, <laughs> making all like the FBI and all the cops just search for his dead body. You know, like, the coolest thing, I think, would be if he just showed up one day. Yeah, he's like, I'm back, bitches. I've been here this whole time. Now, he was 62 in what what year? Uh, 70, 75. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. 50 years ago, he'd be 100 and, yeah. 111. Right. Did I do that math right? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So, next one is Jersey City Landfill. Hoffa's body was delivered to a Jersey City landfill in 1975, placed in a steel drum and buried about 100 yards away on state property that sits below an elevated highway. Uh, Dan Moldia, a journalist, has written extensively about Hoffa's saga. Um, As a result of the interviews with Frank Coppola, Coppola, who died in 2020, says his father owned the landfill and buried the body. Uh, To be determined... The FBI has now obtained a search warrant to do a site survey, which is complete, which it did complete last month. Um, mm. This was last year, by the way. So, oh, okay. So um, guess not. Yeah, guess not. Huh. And is analyzing the data. Um, the agency hasn't said whether it removed anything from the site, though. They didn't. No. they w- It would have been announced by now uh, if yeah. anything came out. Yeah. So the thing is... There's one last theory. Yes. Lay it on me, Frankie. So, two weeks before Hoffa's disappearance, the good old IBT's pension. Magically, hundreds of millions of dollars disappeared from it, and no one knows where they went, where it went, who has it, anything. And then Hoffa disappears for two two weeks later. I mean, the other... So, the last conspiracy theory on this is... That he had a go-go girl that he fell in love with. Hell yeah, as one does. Yep. Snatched out that pension money that he had and took off to South America. Hell yes. And if that's the case, I hope, like, bef- I wish he would have, if he is still alive, wow. But, like, <laughs> like, maybe on his deathbed. He's got cancer. He's got a week left to live. Shows back up in the States. Y'all been looking for me this whole time, and I've been living in South America. <laughs> I feel like a uh, hundred million dollars could get you a very long way in South America. Oh yeah, 
Oh yeah, I mean, huh. fuck. I I've thought about that with like the whole conspiracy on the Nazi Germans that went and to And we're our, back to Hitler. Oh, we're God not. God damn not it. Not Hitler, the other guys. Yeah, we're but back like, to the Nazis. <laughs> Nazi sympathizer over here. Oh, is that Jesus it? Jesus Christ. No, it's, here we go. The the <laughs> German the German sounding names of towns yeah, in Argentina, in Argentina. Yeah. is questionable as fuck. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the fact that there is actual uh like people that have been researching this and trying to find it and it's like oh, yeah. I've thought about that. I'm like, yeah, some all I mean the German or the German military at that time was one of the biggest. The Nazis. Yeah, sorry, the Nazis, um, <laughs> at the time were some of the biggest art and jewel theft. Yeah, yeah. Ever. Yeah. And so, like, you're telling me one of those high-ranking officers didn't just take down like a couple relics and sold yeah. them? Be like, all right, now I'm living down here. I still live here now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think the wildest thing is if this is all true about the nazis going to argentina is they didn't just disappear they fucking changed names of towns to german yeah it's like (laughs) let's make it super obvious guys this will sound like the fatherland yeah funny (laughs) as fuck if that was like imagine if they just started a whole new fucking germany down there and just everyone spoke german yeah that'd be that'd be awesome it would not be awesome no fucking it would not be awesome Um, you'd be book a fucking one-way ticket down there yeah exactly Going down there to live forever. <laughs> Be like, you guys should come down. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll refrain from yeah, making a joke say, there. We've we've dug far enough on that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you have. I, I I strongly oppose Nazis. So do I. Okay. I've said that multiple times. Right. You just try to twist the words a little bit. Doesn't there's take, a there's doesn't a, take much twisted. Whatever. <laughs> So the last thing is uh, one of the other conspiracy theories. And I thought that was the last one. So sorry, he's alive. The the Sheeran one was with the Irishman of getting oh, in the yeah. car. Yeah. The other one was Buffalino, uh, who was another mobster. Um, Sounds like a wing spot. Yeah, <laughs> Buffaloes. That's yeah. Um, but Russell Buffalino, he stated that, uh, or people stated that he was the one that was identified as being in the car, and. That's why Hoffa got in because he was close with him as well. And he has profusely stated multiple times that he was not in the car. He had nothing to do with the death. death. Mm-hmm. And even in like, I think it was 2020, because when I was researching it, uh, there was actually a news reporter that was doing a whole thing on this because um, Hoffa's son has been following this and like trying to get someone to find where sure. his dad was. Sure. And so his da- his son was even saying like, He's friends with him. He's friends with him. If he yeah. was going to get in a car with anyone, these are the two he'd get in the car with. That's yeah. why he kind of pointed at Sheeran and Buffalino. He's going to get himself whacked. You would think. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, and so Buffalino even was like, tried to reach out to the family, I believe, in 2020 before he died yeah. and kind of clear his name, tell him that it really wasn't him. Yeah. And I don't know if that ever happened or if he ever met with them or whatever else. But um, yeah, he, he died in 2020. And then... Hoffa was proclaimed dead in 1982 since no new evidence came out. So seven years after he disappeared. Um, and it's kind of weird because I know they claimed him dead in 1982. So like, if you look on Wikipedia, it says he died at 69 or whatever it was. Yeah. And I'm like, just don't have a death date. Like there shouldn't, I know that like legally 1972 is his death date, right. but I'm like, if you never found the body, then you can't claim when he died. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know. Like, I get it. You got to, you got, you have to say he's dead. Yeah, I mean, I guess for legal, legal record, Hoffa had to be shown as, you know, legally dead for not being found and no new evidence, but... Yeah, I think uh, I think that's pretty much it that I have on Hoffa. But that's the conspiracy is he's either been killed by someone in the mob, and either the the two biggest ones that they said are more likely, they actually found his DNA in a car um, in the back seat. His they found his hair in the back seat and in the trunk mm, of a car. Yeah. So yeah. that kind of gives, and so people really do think that that's the first part of the theory is he was actually p- got in a car. Yeah. And then killed, put in that car somewhere else and drove elsewhere. So, like, the Jersey City or any of the landfills, yeah. um, people think that he was incinerated um, and, you know, basically just disposed of from there. But, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's an open case technically still, even though they've never found new evidence. Yeah. But, you know, who knows? But I, I think Damn. it's also wild how much mobsters on TikTok and Twitter, YouTube... You'll see him talking about old stories now because, you know, they can. Yeah. Because they've either been freed or they've already done time for that, so no or, double jeopardy uh, or whatever. Or um, Statu- uh, statute of limitations. Yeah, statute of limitations. Oh, so, I'm not sure there's statute of limitations on, like, murder. Not murder, but, like, they Racketeering, can... Racketeering, sure. Yeah, but, like, for, for them, like, murder is more of... I didn't do it. But, but this is what he did. This but is what happened. Yeah. This is how it happened. Yeah. So, who knows? But I think that wraps up the pod for this week. Hope you enjoyed this. If you have more info on Hoffa or if there's something else that we missed out about that, please let us know. If We'd you, be happy if, to. If you know where his body is, let yeah. me know and I'll personally go dig it up. Exactly. That'd be sick. You'd be famous. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I might have to fall in love with a go, go-go girl. Exactly. Go fucking move down to South America. Yeah. Party up down there with $200 million or however much it was. Hell yeah, brother. But All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in. As always, like and subscribe on all major platforms and follow us on Instagram and X. And thank you and have a good night. Cheers. Cheers.